Today's episode is brought to you by Kindred.com. Kindred partners with local churches everywhere to make smart giving a possibility with a simple tap, click, or text. It is a beautifully simple concept. I love the ability to give with my phone because it allows me to be generous even when I don't have cash on me. Uh, because let's be honest, I never have cash on me. With Kindred.com, it takes that element completely out of the equation and it unleashes generosity in your people by making it as convenient as possible to give. Here's how it works. If you want to give by text, you simply send a text to your church's giving number. And the first time, they'll reply with a secure link to register. After that first time, all you have to do is text the amount you want to give and you'll receive a confirmation. Kindred also allows you to embed a smart giving button on any page of your website, and you can set up scheduled gifts to occur on a weekly, bi-weekly, or monthly basis. So it really is user-friendly for the people in your church, and it also works on the back end as well. With their powerful tracking system and fast end-of-day transfers, Kindred works hard to make it just as easy on churches as it is for their givers. To find out more about how Kindred can help you and your church, visit kindred.com and unleash generosity in your church. For our listeners only, enter code SHEEP during sign up for your first month free. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Leadership Podcast, the podcast where we talk to people who are good at what they do to inspire leaders to get better. Folks, my name's Jared Hogue, and I am joined with the one, the only, Roman, the middle child, Johnson. Hello, everyone. It's me. That's right. I am a middle child, and I'm loving every minute of it. It's great to be here. I hope you're uh, enjoying your day or night or, well, there's only two times of, of day, day or night. So I hope you're enjoying yourself and listening to the Leadership Podcast. Thanks for being here. Absolutely. You know, Roman, you don't really act like a middle child. Like, you don't have any of the, uh, the uh, textbook... Uh, things that would go along with a middle child. I guess I haven't done enough research. What are what are some of the textbook things like? You know, Roman, this oh, is wanting to prove themselves always. This or? is not a philosophical <laughs> podcast here, so don't you test me. <laughs> but I think me everyone should know. I think everyone <laughs> should know that you you are uh, the baby of the family. That is true. You're a last born. That is true. Uh, my family dynamic is a very interesting one. Uh, I am the youngest of five children. And uh, most of my siblings are married now and lots of lots of children in our family. I think there's 11 grandkids now total. And Roman, even though you are the middle child, there's actually more siblings than that. Like you're you're the middle of the initial yeah. three. And yes, then... I have I have two uh, two brothers and then uh, uh, a brother and a, a sister that are half a half brother, half sister, and then a half another half brother. So there's. It's there's a lot of us. There are a lot of you. If you want to see one of Roman's brothers, you can check out the Santa Shuffle, and uh, his brother Cameron actually plays <laughs> yeah. Santa Claus. In the, he is in an amazing video. Santa Claus. He is an yeah. amazing Santa Claus. Uh, he's playing the saxophone. He, he's, he he's does awesome. very saucy on the sax there. Um, yeah, folks. Thanks, like Roman said. Thanks so much for listening. We're so so glad that you're here. We have just been blown away at the response to this podcast. Uh, fortunately, it's not just Roman's mother, Elaine, and my mother, Barb, listening to this, that there are a few other folks out there listening, folks. We, uh, in fact, I either have or are about to break 30,000 downloads 
to this podcast. And that's all because of you. So uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for sharing, subscribing, um, and leaving reviews. You guys and gals out there listening in podcast land are absolutely amazing. And we hope to keep this great content coming for you. Uh, we would love to hear from you. Shoot us an email. Hit us up on on uh, the interwebs, on any of the social media outlets. Uh, but Roman, today we've got a phenomenal interview uh, for everyone. Uh, we, we, I'm excited about it. <laughs> as am I. We have got the one and only Ryan Frank on the show. If you don't know who... Two first names. <laughs> he does. He's one of those with two first names. That's absolutely <laughs> absolutely right. Uh, you know, Ryan has been a big, a big name in uh, Next Gen, specifically kids ministry, for quite some time. Um, he's got uh, a, a magazine that he oversees. He's got uh, a website. He gives away tons of content over at kidsmatter.org, uh, and you can go check that out. Or I'm sorry, that's kidsmatter.com, K-I-D-Z, matter.com. Um, and he just has a ton of great leadership content that you can go check out. And, you know, on our conversation today, uh, we, you know, we talk a lot about leadership here on the Leadership Podcast, Roman. and Naturally. <laughs> naturally, yes. Uh, with Ryan, we talked about leading the most important organization that any of us are a part of, and that is our own families. Because drop the mic right there. That's a good, that's good. It really, really is. And you know, there's one thing he said, and I'm not going to give the whole interview away, but there's one thing I really want to highlight here right on the front end. And Roman, I would love for you to, to, to take this and run with it if you have anything to say about it. But one of the things he talks about is that it's so, so vital that you and I fight for our families because if we don't, no one else will. Mm, that's really good. Uh, I heard, I don't remember where I heard this not too long ago, but it really, for whatever reason, stuck in my brain. I was probably listening to a podcast or something. But <clears throat> so we go through our, you know, whole work day. Uh, and then we come home and it's like, you know, the evening time with your, with your family. Uh, I, I heard someone say your work day, think of, think of your whole day, like a play, like your work day, that's act one. And then when you get home, that's act two. Your, your day is not finished by any mm. means at five o'clock. You still have to turn it on. You have to, it's showtime when you pull into the dri- driveway and you walk into your house. Like you got to turn it on. Even if you're tired, you got to be, it's act two. You got to turn it on, baby. That's so good. That is so, so good. Thanks for sharing that, man. You know, I heard, you're welcome. I heard uh, Andy Stanley, I, or I, I think Sam Woods actually told me that Andy Stanley said this. That w- uh, there are times when he will pull into his driveway and before he even goes inside, he'll turn off his vehicle, sit there for just a moment and just remind himself it's time to be dad. It's time to be husband before he walks in the doors. And I, I can't tell you how many times I've done that, that I'll pull into the driveway, turn the car off and just sit there for just a moment and just remind myself of that and even ask God to help me. And uh, I can't tell you how, how big of a deal, how big of a difference it can make. Uh, just that simple little reminder and getting in there and getting down on the floor with the kids and playing and and uh, being engaged with my wife in conversation. It's a big, big deal. And so uh, rather than Roman and I, or probably more so me running away with this podcast, uh, let's get to our conversation today with Ryan Frank. Man, Ryan, thank you so much for coming on the show today. It's an absolute honor to have you here. 
Well, Jared, thanks for inviting me. I'm excited about your podcast and all that you've got going on and excited to share with your podcast listeners today. I really appreciate that. And Ryan, before we before we move forward with our main topic of conversation today, I'd love for you to just kind of tell, I mean, you're a, you're a titan of industry here. I mean, seriously, like it's a huge honor to have you here. You've been doing this for a long, long time. And so I, I feel a little... Uh, I- Oops, sorry, Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Um, yeah, you, you're being too nice. I'm well, you, humbled to be on here. Yeah. You don't look like you've been doing this for a long time, but you, right. you've been in the game for quite some time. And you know, I, I, I'm certain at this point, there's very few, especially next gen folks out there that don't know who Ryan Frank is, but maybe just give us a nutshell version of how you got where you are and what you're doing today. Yeah, well, thanks, Jared. Yeah, happy to share with your audience. And again, thanks for inviting me. I'm always humbled and blessed to be able to help people and just share my story and try to share some things that will help you in your life and leadership journey. So um, I'm married to my high school sweetheart, Beth. We have three girls at home. We have Lucy, London, and Lily, and they are 12, 6, and 3. And so they're they definitely keep things, keep up uh, Beth and I hopping at home and they're a great joy. I'm, I'm a pastor at heart. So I spent right out of college, um, landed my dream job as a children's pastor at the church where I grew up at as a child and for 15 years served, um, on staff at the church, primarily as the children's pastor, but as a, at a mid-sized church where you wear multiple hats, did everything from, senior adults and, you know, took tour buses of senior adults all around America and did college and career and wow, almost everything in between. So I love, love local church work. I love um, pastors. I think pastors and church staff people have one of the most difficult jobs in the world. And I get that from being a pastor and from today working with lots of pastors that being a pastor, it's got a lot of highs for sure. And um, a lot of a lot of positives, but man, it can be one of the most difficult and challenging jobs in the world. So, if you're a pastor, if you're a church leader, I just want to tell you, thank you for what you do. Um, what you're doing is of huge kingdom significance. Keep up the great work. Um, but I love I love church staff for 15 years, or I loved working on church staff for 15 years. About halfway through my tenure on staff at the church, we started a parachurch ministry called Kids Matter, where mm-hmm. we were doing some training events for local churches, helping them train their children's workers and their children's ministry leaders. Then we started um, a magazine called Kids Matter Magazine and uh, started publishing a curriculum, the curriculum that we were using at our church, other churches were wanting it. So Kids Matter was really born out of that local church ministry. And, mm. and it kind of came to the point where I was having a hard time managing both um, my job as a full-time pastor to church and this growing ministry. So um, we continue, we're, so we left church staff, although Beth and I are still very involved in that church. We've kind of taken more of a lay pastor role, still very involved in the leadership, the direction of the church. My father-in-law has pastored the church for almost 40 years now, which is kind of um, 40, no, 30 years, almost 30 years now. I had to do the math in my head. Almost 30 years was pretty unprecedented for any any pastor. So no he's kidding. got a lot of longevity there. So we're still plugged into the church. But yeah, what we're doing today is we are just really trying to raise the flag for children's ministry, that it is very important ministry. We're trying to come alongside of as 
of children's pastors and family pastors and people that are working with kids and families, reminding them that what they're doing is hugely important and not only encouraging them, but also resourcing them and training them and trying to come up with creative, innovative ways to do that. Then over the last couple of years, really over probably the last 12 to 15 months, we've had the opportunity to um, move in beyond the children's ministry role and, and partner with pastors, uh, senior pastors, and helping them um, get their their message out. And a lot of pastors, you know, if they have something they want to communicate, they either do it in a sermon or if they get real, they really get their act together, they do it in a book. But how do you even move beyond a sermon in a book and, and get your life message out beyond the doors of your church? And so we've had the opportunity to partner with a lot of cool pastors and uh, really try to help them think through um, how to leave an impact um, beyond even their own church, their own community, one that outlives them. So that's kind of my story, Jared. Yeah. That's awesome. That's so, so cool. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, you know, one of our main topic of conversations, and I love it, you're, you you keep talking about how kids matter, and, and of yeah. course they do. And if you have kids out there, you know this. You know, even if you're a senior pastor out there listening, that children's ministry is a big deal. Um, I, I, we talk a lot on this show about the, the stat talked about in Reggie Joyner's book. It's just a phase that 70% of church kids will walk away from the church when they graduate high school. Um, and that's just a staggering statistic. And, and I love that you are still raising the flag that, that something has to be done about this. And this is very near and dear to my heart. I've spent the last 18 years of my life involved in next gen, uh, a good portion of that time in children's ministry, some with youth. And so, man, you're 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 preaching to the choir here. I love. Hey, well, you got a little one at home, don't you? I've seen this <laughs> picture on Facebook before. <laughs> I do, I do. I have two kids at home, and so that, two? that okay, yeah, yeah. I, that does ring true for me. And um, so, you know, really, what I want to dive into here, you talk a ton. You've got a lot, a lot of great videos and vlogs and um, podcasts about leadership. It's some just incredible content. I love how you do it in bite-sized pieces too. That that Thanks. sings that sings to me. I love that. Yes. Um, and so, you know, I really just want to dive in because there is a lot of talk about leadership. There's a lot of talk about uh, leading teams and building an organization and all this stuff, and that's all great. But I know as a type A driven person, and I, I'm just going to speak for myself, I'm not going to speak for any of our listeners, because hopefully everybody out there listening ha- is doing a better job than I am. But it's a challenge to lead at home, because leading at home, it, it does, it, it, for me anyways, and I'm just being transparent here, it, do, it, may, it doesn't come across as quite as sexy as, as leading an organization and accomplishing something great, so to speak. But the very first thing that God tells us to do is our primary ministry is in the home. No and doubt. so uh, really just to, to kick this off, I, I want you to just kind of expound on this. And I, th- I think I read this on your site, but to fight for your family, because if you don't, no one else will. Well, that's exactly right. And I think sometimes we, you know, we're, I think every listener, I mean, if you're, we all love our families and you know, nobody wants your, to shipwreck your family, your marriage. Nobody wants their kids to walk away from the church or to walk away from the Lord. Um, but, but yet we, we just, we don't prioritize, um, our family the way we should. And we get, so I think a lot of it's our culture and expectations and expectations put on us by others as well as ourselves. And and we think that 
ministry, you know, we practically, we might not say that ministry comes first, but practically, if somebody really took an honest evaluation of our life, our job and our ministry comes first. And we're really good at creating, you know, you talked about uh, Jared being a type A, and, and, you know, type A's are really good at creating uh, plans and having strategies in place. And, you know, we give a lot of energy to our workday and what we're going to accomplish. And then, honestly, we often get home at night and we're tired and our kids get our scraps. And um, I I just, I'm convinced in my head and in my heart, and I practically have to pray that God will help me to live it in my schedule. Um, that very thing that you said, that you've got to fight for your family. And ultimately, um, all you've got to do is look at your schedule and your schedule shows you where your heart is. And so I can say that my wife and my kids come first, but if my schedule doesn't show that, uh, then in reality, they're probably not. It's probably just a novel thought in my head. So I've got to choose to fight for my family. And if I don't, if I don't prioritize my relationship with my wife, if I don't prioritize my relationship with my kids and fight for that, um, it just simply won't happen. The demands of people, the demands of ministry will trump. Um, I love Andy Stanley has a book called, um, I think, Choose to Cheat or Choosing to Cheat, but based on a sermon series that he did where he says, you know, none of us are going to accomplish everything that we want to accomplish in life. And we all have, you know, whether it's financial goals, health goals, um, goals with my career, We've all got these goals. We're never going to accomplish them all. Um, something is going to get cheated along the way. Um, and if there's anything he says that you don't want to cheat, um, you don't want to cheat your kids and in your family. So uh, choose to cheat at work first. I mean, so if I'm going to choose to cheat someone, don't choose to cheat my family. Instead, fight for them. And hey, I get it, Jared. You get it. It's... I mean, it's almost a daily discipline. Like I've got to choose today to fight for my family. I might have chose it last year, but that's not going to work for today. Mm. It's kind of like yielding to the spirit, being a daily yielding. It's like I've got to choose today to fight for my family. I've got to. So, what's that mean for me? It might mean that you know what? When I get home, I'm going to actually set my phone down on the nightstand by my bed. And I'm just going to choose not to look at that phone for a couple hours. I'm not going to be tied to my phone. Or maybe it means I'm not going to open my computer in the evening and, and start working. It might mean I need to, I'm going to schedule dates with my kids or my spouse, or I'm going to take advantage of those out that 45 minutes in the morning when the kids are getting dressed and eating their breakfast, getting out the door to get on the bus for school, to be intentional. It's going to look different for all of us. I think the takeaway for all of us is that you got to choose every day to be intentional, to fight for your family. Because here's the deal, Jared, I'm convinced of a couple of things. One, that my greatest disciples are my kids. And so, you know, at the end of the day, man, who cares, honestly, if if I've got this great ministry and I've lost my kids, right? Another thing I'm convinced of is that um, my girls are probably never going to read my resume. Mm -hmm. um, my wife really doesn't care how many people follow me on Twitter or how many people download my podcast. 
Um, and so if I want if I want to be a hero somewhere, I want to be a hero at home. I don't I don't really care about being a hero out in the world. Um, I really want to win at home. And if I'm going to win at home, and I still hey the jury's still out. Like I said earlier, my kids are still little, and I'm praying God's grace that I stay on the right path, and they do too. But if that's going to happen. Um, if, if they're going to, my girls are going to grow up and be, be champions for Christ. And I know they've got, every kid's got to make their own decision, but I want to make sure I have done everything I can to fight for them. And it, and it really boils down to a choice I've got to make every day. Cause you get it, Jared, if you don't make that choice every day, you just get busy. For sure. Yeah, for sure. Man, that's such great stuff. And we'll, we'll link in the show notes to the book, Choosing to Cheat by Andy Stanley. Definitely. Um, that is fantastic. So let me, let me jump back in on something you said back there. You, you yeah. talked about that our schedule shows where our heart is. Yeah. And so are you saying that you actually put on your schedule, whether it's on your Google Cal, your iCal, whatever calendar you use, you actually block in time to hang out with your kids and to hang out with your wife? Yeah. You know, I don't actually do that. I don't, I don't block it in like that. Um, really what, what I was really, what I was wanting to communicate was just the practical sense that, um, your kid, your here's the deal. Nobody can argue with your calendar. Right. Mm, and so mm-hmm. if I fill my morning and evening with stuff that, um, is work related, ministry related, me related, um, and, and my kids just get the scraps um, ultimately my schedule shows where my heart is. And yeah. so I've got to make sure that I'm giving my kids time. Uh, you've heard the song, I'm sure, love is spelled time with kids. Love is, it's time. And I, and I don't even think, uh, you know, there's, there's arguments. Well, what's better quality time or quantity time. And I've had, you know, I've heard, I've had people ask me that before in recently, actually in a, in a Sunday school class, what's better, you know, quality time or quantity time. And I'm really into quantity time and, um, or quality time and, you know, quality time is good, but I think kids need quantity time too. Right. So I think they not, they don't just need your undivided attention for a few hours in the evening. I actually think they need time like hours. And so, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think it hurts because we all, um, are wired differently and we, each are motivated by different triggers yeah. in life. And for some, it might be good to actually block it in. If you're good at keeping all your other appointments, maybe you need to go ahead and write some appointments in some with your kids. I don't do that, but, but the point is you've got to, you got to make sure you're giving them your, you, you got to make sure you're giving them you, I think when you're at your best. Absolutely, man, yeah. that's really good. So yeah. So with that, I love one of the things you said in there too, is that my kids are never going to check my resume. <laughs> that's that's, it. that's incredible. That's probably one of the best yeah. statements on parenting I've ever heard. <laughs> that's seriously, well, it's amazing. It, it's just reality. I mean, I think we get so caught up and part of it is, is the culture we live in. And listen, I, I do, I want to, I want to be success at work. I, I've got financial goals for my life. I've got, uh, you know, quote, career ministry goals for my life. Yeah. I do want to accomplish things, but at the end of the day, I mean, what does, what does that really matter? Right. Mm. So, um, yeah, I, I don't think they're ever going to read my resume. They're probably, your kids are probably never going to read yours. Right. There are things they're going to remember about you. So, 
So, you know, just real practically speaking, you're talking about kind of some differences there between quality time and quantity time. And yeah. man, I totally agree. I, I don't know that there's a clean answer there. It's kind of both. I mean, they, they need both. And so it really is. Um, with that, though, I would just ask you, um, because I am I am not an expert on parenting. Like you said, my kids are little. I've got a three-year-old and a nine-month-old. So I'm very new to all of this. And uh, but but one thing I would would throw in there is just what are some really practical things, just really practical pieces of advice, things that you've picked up because you've you've been a parent now for over a decade. Yeah. So you've done this for a little while. Yeah. Um, what are just some real practical things that you've seen and you're starting to come into now? The teenage years are right around the corner for yeah, you. Um, what are just some super practical tips of advice that you could give in fighting for your family um, with yeah. the wife, with the kids? Things that you've done that have shown, like you said, you know, you've still got a ways to go before this is fully proven, but that have, have proven some success for you so far when it comes to your family and leading your family. Yeah. And with, with my girls, we have a bit of a unique situation because our 12 year old has special needs. And so she's, it's, it's not been a typical, um, arrangement or you might say at home. So because of her special needs now with our six year old who, um, is typical, you know, it's almost like our, our six-year-old in a lot of degrees, it's almost like we're just figuring out how to do this stuff, um, because of the special needs with our, that our 12-year-old has. So I'm, I'm learning, although I have been doing it for a decade. Yeah. I, you know, I think just some practical things, I'm definitely not at all the, the guru on this, like you said, and I'm very, um, I'm very humbly praying that God will help me, but we, I love involving our doing ministry as a family the much the most we can even mm. just practical things i think are good i want to get the girls with me at the church um helping me with setup with tear down just practically um making visits stuff like that i think is good i think uh you know a big one for me has been um let it, letting them know that they are a priority when they're with me so i forget i heard the quote sometime in the past. I don't know who said it, but when you're there, be there, uh, when mm. you're there, be there. So I don't, I, I was really guilty of this, um, for some time where I would, I would come home in the evening and almost immediately like set up my laptop on the dining room table and be like half home mode and half work mode and constantly like moving over to my computer and, uh, the Lord really convicted me of that. And, and so I have chosen, and there are, all, there are exceptions because we all have busier seasons. That there, there are busy times, busier seasons than others. So it's definitely not a diehard rule. But I would say for the most part, six nights out of seven, I mean, my girls don't really see me on my computer in the evenings. I try to set my phone down um, in the other room and not carry it with me. So I'm not constantly looking at it. I really want to try to be there with them. And then I'm trying to figure out, um, you know, what, what kind of activities, and this is where it's been hard with our 12 year old because she, um, you know, one of her special needs is she's been pretty much nonverbal her whole life. So it's been hard for us to figure out what her, what she really enjoys doing and stuff. But now our six-year-old who is now into puzzles and things like that. So, mm. um, Hey, we're going to, we're going to work on some puzzles together, finding out activities and then prioritizing those activities. Um, for, for Beth and I, it's for us, we've always loved 
doing ministry together and and I know in working together and that's not definitely not for everybody we've got great friends that love the Lord and but they've said man I don't, we don't know how you do it if we work together we would kill each other <laughs> so it's definitely not for everyone Beth and I have enjoyed working together practically and then in ministry so I think we do best in our marriage when we're in sync in ministry and we're bouncing things off of each other and when we're approaching things as a team as opposed to um, each kind of doing our own thing. So, yeah, in a nutshell, I would say, um, hey, when you're there, be there has been probably the most practical thing and mantra that rolls in my head that has helped me. And I don't always win. I don't always get it right. But it's what I shoot to shoot for every day. When I'm there, be there. That's really good. Uh, I, I've heard the same thing, and man, it echoes in my brain all the time. And I am not perfect at it. I am far from perfect at it. I, I, I can totally identify with what you're saying of wanting to pull out the yes. laptop, wanting to hop on my phone, um, and keep advancing something, um, looking for some kind of results. Because I, I don't know about you, Ryan, but I know for me, it can be hard to gauge those results at home. You know, we're we're measuring yes, things yeah. at work to to see to kind of gauge like, are we are we on track for the success that we're striving for? And it's a lot harder to do at home. I mean, Andy Stanley says it the best that we're, we're quoting Andy Stanley a lot on this one, but we are, we are, <laughs> but he, he's got some really great stuff. And one of the things he says when it comes to parenting is that the days are long, but the years are short. And in my short time of parenting, I've, I've found that to be incredibly true. And I love what you're talking about there though. I think Frank Beeler of, from elevation, he's been on the show. He's a, he's a, just an incredible dude. And, um, he talks about how at elevation, they, they describe it as, uh, integration that, that they believe that balance is just a total farce that that's, that's not a thing. Um, and so I love what you were talking about there that even, even in doing ministry, taking the kids along with you and rather than it's a totally separate time, like bring them on and make them a part of the process. Not to mention, I'm sure the, the principles and life lessons you're able to teach along the way are just astounding. I love that so much. That's that's really really good. Yeah. Well, I think you're exactly right. It's so it's so hard to um to separate the two. And I I love that about Frank. You ought to do a podcast with him sometime if you haven't already. He's a rock star for sure. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. No doubt. Yes. Yes. Um, you know, I love you had a, a video blog on your site that was entitled "Never Give These Three Things Away." Mm-hmm. And I, yes. I would encourage everyone, and we can even link to this in our show notes, um, to go watch this. It was really, really good. And I really, there's just one aspect of that I, I want to jump on, maybe two, uh, when it comes to the family. Um, the, yeah. the three things you talked about were, number one, the mission, vision, and val- or mission, vision, and strategy. Never give those away. Number two is yeah. praise and appreciation. Number three is building relationships. And then you yeah. kind of threw a bonus nugget in there at the end, talking yeah. about guarding your time and your energy. Really, really solid. Um, but, but, but how big of a deal it, when it comes to the family and leading in our, in the, so to speak, our primary organization, if you will, yes. um, or institution, what, um, h- how big of a deal is praise and appreciation when it comes to our wives, our husbands, our spouses, and our kids? Yeah. You know what? I think it's, I think it's huge. Um, we all, we all been, um, you know, God created us with a certain set of, I just call them basic human needs. And one of them, and it, I mean, it goes back to Adam and Eve is everybody we're wired. We need to feel valued and appreciated. 
and we're going to seek it somewhere. So, um, Hey, if I, if I'm not, if I'm not getting, uh, praise and appreciation, uh, from my boss, I'm going to, I'm going to seek it somewhere else. I'm not getting it from my spouse. I'm going to seek it from somewhere else. And, and I think especially with kids, um, kids need to know that they are special, that they are, um, valued, that they are loved, that they are beautiful on the inside and out. And, um, boy, I think that goes, I mean, practically in work and ministry, I mean, appreciation goes. So when you show people, when people know that they are valued and appreciated, um, you know, they'll fall on the sword for you. They really will. Um, and when your kids and your wife know that you love them and appreciate them, um, I think it sets them up for a life of success. Now, here's the deal. I think the key is um, to verbalize that praise and appreciation. And this mm. comes easier for some people than it does others, uh, because there are some of you that are listening right now that um, no doubt in your mind, you love and appreciate your kids, your spouse, but maybe it's just the way you're wired. You have a hard time verbalizing that. Let me just encourage you with the thought that your kids and your spouse, they need to hear it from you, right? Mm. And so they don't, um, you, you might think, well, I show them because I provide for them. You know, I work hard for them. I work overtime for them. I'm saving for their education one day. And all that is great. But Pete, your, your wife and your kids, they need to hear, um, you know, I love you. You are special. You are valued. You mean the world to me. And so if this is a challenge for you, you know, I would encourage you to pray and just say, Lord, would you give me, help me to know the words to say, because for some of you, it's going to be easier than others. For some, for those of you that's challenge, Lord, show me what to say. Give, show me the opportunities to speak these words. And they really can be, um, words of life. And, you know, you talk, you talk to people and, you know, I've talked to people in my church that they never heard it from their parents and they still live with that to this day. Um, um, but then you talk to folks that did, and, and it really does make all the difference. We need to hear it. We all need to be know that we're praised and appreciated, that we're loved. Um, we've got to go overboard and making sure we are communicating it in an authentic way. Man, that's I, I love that just because it's so simple, and I think it just goes yeah. back. To, I mean, it's the golden rule: do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And I think that's too it. often in in our marriages, in particular, and and potentially even with our kids, we spend so much time seeing what's wrong. And you know, I, because a Type A leader is typically wired that way, the, the the person with the entrepreneurial spirit, we always see yes. what's wrong. And we want to fix it and make it better. Um, and and if we're not careful, that pours over into our relationships at home. And yes, needing to verb. I love what you said there, just to verbalize the praise and appreciation. You may think it, but it's important That's to it. speak it. You may and it, you may yes. even think that they know. And man, one super practical thing I want to pull out right there. And and we kind of just ran right through it. And. I don't want to overlook this because this is such a big deal, but simply pray, God, show me the opportunities to praise and appreciate my wife or my kids. That's, That's such a big deal. I love that, Ryan. That's so good. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I mean, if you think about I mean, think how many, and I don't know how many, but the Bible is full of verses that tell us 
you know, that God loves us and that we're valued. And I mean, God, God has given us a love letter, a book, mm. I mean, to communicate it to us. And so we need to make sure that we are going out of our way to communicate it. And, you know, in my family, um, our, our six-year-old has freckles like her mom. And she said something to Beth. Beth just told me this the other day. She said something to Beth that she doesn't, I forget what her words was, some wording or how she worded it, but something like she doesn't feel like she's pretty because she has freckles or something like that. And so, um, so I've been telling her, um, I just, I told her this morning in the car when I dropped her off at school, the last couple of days that you are so beautiful on the inside and the outside. You are a beautiful girl. I don't want to just tell her she's beautiful on the outside. Although I do want to communicate that to her that, Hey, you're a beautiful, pretty girl, but I also want to communicate that you are pretty on the inside and I love what God's doing. And again, I don't say this near as much as I should. I probably don't say it more than I do. Um, but I, and when I say it, it's kind of funny. The last couple of days I've said it. I mean, she kind of gets shy and her face lights up. Mm-hmm. Kids love to hear that stuff. Um, so, yeah, good good reminder for all of us to communicate it, Jared. Yeah, just to, just to vocalize it. That's fantastic. Totally. totally. And, you know, we'll, we'll kind of wrap things up here. We've got, we've got a little bit of time left, but we'll yeah. wrap, wrap it up with this. You did a great post um, called The Four Obligations of a Christian Leader. Yeah, and I, I'd love to just walk through these and how they uh, how they tie to the family, and yeah. and the importance of each of these when it comes to the family. So we'll kind of have to move quick here. It looks like let's we've got it. about ten minutes left, but um, yeah. let's let's start walking through this here. So first off, you've got an obligation as the leader and as the leader of our homes to an obligation to walk with God. Why is yeah. this important for our families, Ryan? Yeah, so you, I mean, this is where it starts, right? Your walk with God and. If you're not intentional, you know, um, this will just kind of slip by and uh, you'll get you'll default and think, um, hey, I'm doing ministry. I'm going to church. My kids are okay." But you've got to first and foremost, as a mom, as a dad, make sure that your spiritual walk with God is a priority. And, um, you know, what does that look like? Well, you've got to determine what that looks like and when. You know, I think, I think the best five minutes, I mean, the, the best way you can spend the first five minutes of your day is with the Lord. Um, hey, instead of rolling over mm. and grabbing your phone and checking your email or looking through Facebook or seeing what messages popped up on your phone while you were asleep, spend that first five minutes with the Lord, get your day started right, figure out when you're at your best, walk with the Lord first and foremost, um, we know our kids are watching us and they're they are observing more than than we probably even know which is scary if you stop think about it are they seeing me beth and i were just talking about this the other day actually i mean how often do our girls see us sitting at home reading our bible you know how often do our girls see us praying when we're not you know praying them to sleep at night or or praying at the dinner table are do they witness us walking with God. That's where it all starts. We also said that you've got, uh, the second obligation was an obligation to lead, right? So leaders have an obligation to lead. And in your fa- in you, in your family, you have an obligation to lead. And you may not feel like a leader, but let me remind you, mom and dad, that you are a leader. And you may not, um, well, you may not, maybe you feel like, I've never had a job where I'm a leader. I don't know how to be a leader. Remember what a leader is. A leader 
is an influencer. And um, you are leading uh, those kids of yours. You are, men, you are leading your wife. Now, the question is, how well are you doing in that? Which way are you leading them? Which way are you influencing them? You've got an obligation to lead and to influence. And um, this is where I think it really requires some intentionality. And, you know, we're, we get pretty good at coming up with strategic plans at the church and strategic plans for uh, our work. And we know where we want to be in a year. We know where we want to be. We know what our sales goals are, you know, this quarter. But uh, a lot of us really with when we think about our kids and what's going on at home, we don't have a lot of goals. And we maybe have never even thought about where do we want our kids to be spiritually a year from now? Where do I want my marriage to be in uh, six months? So it requires you to step back, think about it. Um, have some honest and open conversations, be vulnerable with your spouse. But you got an obligation to lead and influence well. This is what God's called us to do. Um, we also said that you have a, an, a third obligation, and that is to, as a leader, to work well with other leaders, yeah. not go at it alone. And I think there's definitely some good application here for the family, and that is, hey, don't go at it alone. I mean, there's one thing Beth and I have learned in our short time as parents. That is, we desperately need friends in our lives that 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 we can go to. And, hey, we don't know what to do. And what would you do in this situation? And, man, our girls are doing this. Mm. And so get involved in a small group. Yeah. Um, you know, find find some folks in the church. and start a dinner club or something, but, um, Hey, don't go at it alone. For sure. And I, I would even say, man, for those of you out there listening, not being afraid to go to a marriage seminar or a parenting exactly. seminar or to go talk to a counselor, like just because you go, I, Mike Foster was on the show. He wrote a book called people of the second chance. And yeah. he, he said, we all kind of buy into the lie that we think like if we go to a counselor, we're admitting we have problems when in reality, we all already have problems. <laughs> and we so, do. We so, do. so just being willing to go and, and I'm just telling you guys, we tend to be like man bear pigs where we're just afraid to go do this kind of thing that we're admitting defeat and that we don't have it together when in reality, we don't already, your wives will love you for this. Like, yes. I mean, you're going to be able to light some candles and turn on some, some Marvin Gaye after this. Like I'm telling you, <laughs> no go, kidding. go do this. It's a big deal. So sorry, Ryan, it I didn't is. mean to cut you off there. And then this last one, I, I'm glad we've got a little bit of time to, to spend on this last one, but the last thing you said in the four obligations of a Christian leader, and then tying this to the home is to equip others. Yeah. So the importance of equipping our spouses and equipping our kids. Let's no talk doubt. about that for a little bit. Yeah. And, you know, for, for you men, and I'm sure we've got some, some girls, we're glad you're listening as well, but let me speak to you men for a minute. You know, really, how well are you doing equipping your wife, setting your wife up to succeed in her life work, um, in, in her ministry, in her calling to be a mother? Um, how well are you doing, moms and dads, equipping your kids to discover how God has wired them and how they can serve the Lord even beginning today. And there are some 
There are some great resources out there. Uh, you mentioned Reggie Joyner, uh, Orange and the Rethink folks. They've got some great resources. I know David C. Cook has some great resources. We recently, as a family, Compassion International has a, a family kit called Step Into My Shoes, where you it's kind of a family experience where you step into the shoes of of a uh, someone overseas in poverty and you kind of experience what the physical their physical needs are like their spiritual needs are like um how well are you doing equipping your wife and your kids to uh, be the people that god's called them to be now it can seem a little overwhelming um and you might feel like wow i don't even know you know, I'm still trying to figure out how to equip myself, leave alone my spouse and my kids. <laughs> I've not been a Christian very long, Ryan. I've not been to Bible college. You know, I don't really view myself as much as a leader, very much of a leader. Um, well, here's where you start. And and really, this is where you start with all of this. The best posture to be in is on your knees. And so I think if you, if you get on your knees for the Lord, say, Lord, you know, I really want to lead my wife well. I want to equip her. I want to set her up to succeed. I want, I want to equip my kids. Lord, would you give me, show me the keys to uh, unlocking things in the lives of my kids? Uh, would you show me, Lord? I don't think the Lord's going to say no to that. I don't think he's saying, no, mm. that's a no. I think it's almost a guaranteed yes. He's going to He's gonna show you, and, and you pray, Lord, show me a step at a time. Show me something I can do today. And then uh, tomorrow, Lord, show me something I can do tomorrow to equip my kids and my and my wife and, and as a family, we are serving the Lord. We are fulfilling our family, our life mission together, one day at a time. And I, hey, you know what? It's it it, it starts on your knees, and you got to stay on your knees because mm-hmm. hey, the minute you think you've got it figured out, I mean, what's the Bible say, Jared? Be careful when you think you're you're standing, or else you're going to fall. Right. Mm-hmm. So stay on my knees humbly before the Lord recognize that I've got a great partner in my spouse. Um, I'm not going to be an island in this. Uh, We are going to lead together. Uh, We're going to do it with humility. This isn't all about me. It's not about uh, the way my family looks in this community. Uh, It's not about the way this family looks in my church. But I'm humbly trying to do this uh, for the Lord for others. And then, you know, I would maybe end with this final challenge, and that is um, you never stop growing, never stop growing. Constantly um, educate yourself as a leader, as a husband, as a wife, as a mom, as a dad. You know, be that dad, be that mom who you're constantly trying to progress, you're constantly trying to learn, you're constantly trying to grow. I think it'd be cool if your if if your kids would say of you, hey, you know what, my daddy's always learning something new or mm. always trying to get better, um, and when he messes up, he learns from it, and he moves on. But listening to podcasts like this, reading books, listening to audio books, um, finding folks that you can follow that you can model your life after, going to put you steps ahead of where you would be if you chose not to do that. Man, that's so good. Ryan, I really appreciate you coming on the show today. If folks want to get in touch with you, what's the best way to go about that? Yeah, thanks. Um, my web, my main or my website is ryanfrank.com. And when you go to ryanfrank.com, you'll find links to uh, our 
various ministries and my social links are on there. My email's on there. Yeah. We'd love to connect with you. If any of you need any help or anything I can help you with or um, whatever, please don't hesitate to reach out to me and let me know. Ryanfrank.com. We'd love to serve you any way that we can. And Jared, thanks for having me on your podcast. It's an honor and a privilege. Man, the pleasure was all, all mine. Uh, again, thanks for coming on the show. Uh, it, this was incredible. Glad to be here. God bless you. Thanks so much for listening to the Leadership Podcast today. Hey, if you want to get in touch with us, it's super easy to do. Um, there's multiple ways to do it. You can obviously hit us up online at creative underscore sheep. You could send us maybe a suggestion, someone you'd like to hear on the podcast or a question, a comment, whatever you want. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, also, uh, as always, this show is brought to you by creativesheep.org. And on that site, we create premium media for the church. So if, if you are if you work at a church in any capacity, any role, definitely check out creativesheep.org. You can also find the show notes for this podcast on that website. Folks, we really appreciate y'all listening. And until next week, uh, stay, stick it tuned right here. I don't think that's really a thing, but stay tuned. Stick it stick tuned. It tuned. <laughs> I like that. Hashtag stick it tuned. <laughs> stay tuned right here to the Leadership Podcast. Folks, we've got an amazing interview coming up next week with Carrie Newhoff coming back on the show for his sophomore episode. And let me just tell you, it was an amazing conversation. Can't wait to share it with you. We'll see you all next week. <laughs>